Why not? Filmmakers and photographers Drinking bourbon And talking shit Welcome to Filmmakers and Photographers Drinking bourbon And talking shit In this podcast you'll hear insights and stories From four guys and maybe an occasional guest Who have all come to the craft of visual media From very different starting points I'm your host Matt Rickman I am Sean Letty. I am Randy Fitzenmeyer. Chris Bell. In this episode, we're going to talk with Northern Colorado's legendary creative director and business maven, Travis Barhow. Welcome, Travis. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll drink a little bourbon and talk a little shit. So, Travis, tell us who you are. Why are you even here tonight? Good question. <laughs> Who invited I was guy? invited? I don't know. Um, what do you want to know? So give us a little bit about uh, your, your background. What are, you doing, what are you doing right now? Right now? Yeah. Uh, so let me see. What are we into? Like four and a half years into Bonfire Effect, our, my latest, I should say, uh, agency. The one I own. Thank God, finally, yeah. <laughs> after all these years. Um, yes, yeah, so we're four and a half years in. We got a staff of, I think there's 11 of us right now. We're gonna hire somebody looking for a creative, which is tough to find, you know, up here in the sticks. So they'll put us around 12. We'll probably hire four more people in the next three months. Wow. So yeah, things so are business going great. is good. Yeah, it's going good. It's a lot of fun. We don't do a lot of local stuff. We have a few local clients, but most of our clients are larger enterprise level around the world. Yeah, uh, a lot of biotech and you know high tech, you know, like anybody else. But yeah. we do mostly outside of town kind of stuff. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. which is nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, um, kind of the background of Bonfire. The whole reason we call it Bonfire Effect. Uh, when I left the last two agencies before, we wanted to do everything that uh, we were. I was promised with the last agencies that never came to fruition. So I wanted to change that whole thing up a little bit and really focus on our employees more than anything and the relationships that we build with our clients. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, every day you do just the same shit jobs basically, right? You know, the last 32 years, there's probably, I don't know, 100,000 things I've done. I can remember maybe three of them. But we remember the people we work with, especially the ones we love. Yeah. So we really focus on those relationships, hence the name Bonfire Effect. It's light a bonfire, drag over a chair, bring a cooler, Let's sit around, drink bourbon, enjoy this whole thing. Life's short. Let's do great work for people we like. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, cheers. 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 Amen. Cheers. Yeah. Virtual cheers down the line. Yes, down the line. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's exciting. I'm I'm super happy to hear that you've had the success that you've had with your agency. And you know, we go we go way back to when, when Chris didn't have gray hair. Mm -hmm. and, I remember um, that I had hair. And you had <laughs> hair, and it was a long time ago. And um, I remember some, uh, some video shoots with you mm -hmm. downtown yep. Denver and some of that fun it's stuff. It's a real film. We actually shot film. I remember, yeah, yeah a real Denver, film yeah. downtown yeah. Denver. Yeah. 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 God, those were the days. I was a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so do you work with, um, with you know, people who produce video or photographers much? We do. Um, you know, it's funny how this industry's changed so much that, in my experience, anyway, video and we all saw photography, right? Once stock photography came out and kind of just polluted the whole thing, and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, let's just get 
this shitty stuff that everybody else has. <laughs> um, so then finally, you know, people start shooting their own stuff or mm. shit, you shoot it on your iPhone really now. Mm -hmm. Better than the cameras we had 15 years ago. Yeah. So shooting that, you know, so now people are starting to get, hey, let's create some original content, which is nice, but they still expect the same price or a price tag that's a little bit lower yeah. or more, if you will, for it. Um, so then I see film going the same way or film video going the same kind of way or it is already going that way. It's like people want it for content, whether that be on social or digital or just on their website. So they want it fast, a lot of it, a lot of variety, you know, shoot it, edit it, post it, you know, almost instantly kind of feel. Yeah. That's, that's where I see the thing going. One of our clients said the other day, they're like, they're like, yeah, we have a budget for like a big video, but we'd rather not shoot a big video. We'd rather just do a bunch of little quick stuff. You know that we can spread out over the course of you know a quarter yep. or two quarters, three quarters, that kind of stuff. Makes yeah. perfect sense, you know. Yeah. More content based, and yeah. I think the viewers' expectations, as spread more YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff, have brought our sense, our expectations of quality way down. Right. So we we're like, okay, we used to need like a big steak. Now we only need like the kind of a little uh -huh. rubbery, tough steak, and we're yeah. fine with that because that's what a our little filet, yeah. a little cheat. Well, it's, kind of filet, but only. Spamish, right? Spamish. <laughs> it's about it's still, volume. Right? That's right. It's still yeah. meat and edible, but you know that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you have to, you guys have to have some stories you can share. So are we not deep enough into the bourbon yet for to get to those stories? <laughs> Do we need a few more softball uh, questions before we can? Uh, <laughs> let's let's at least have one more before we get too deep. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, to, to that effect, we're seeing more and more of, you know, of, of our internal and external clients coming back saying that they want, you know, yeah, we want five short videos, not one long video. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing that too with your clients? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we're seeing like, <clears throat> it used to be, you know, we'd go out on a job and we would just do like, it was for one program. <clears throat> yeah. And now... Uh, I can't even remember <clears throat> the last time we've done that. It, you know, we go out now and we're doing at least three. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, we're, you know, you're, de you're deploying, you're sending people out there on a day rate that's not cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, you're expending that, those resources. <clears throat> so, you know, what, what all can we get out of <clears throat> going out there for one day? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely seeing that. Um, and it's not just the, the day rates of the, production crew if you have an ad agency and they're yeah, they, creative then you're tacking that on as well they double your price <laughs> at least yeah <laughs> no no but really i mean if you're sending that many different people yeah it, yeah it just keeps you have to step going. back and go we're shooting this video but what else can we use it for how can we cut it up yeah, to yeah. use it in other areas you, you need to monop monopolize well there's a lot assets. of you know there's a lot of uh you know ways to distribute programs mm -hmm. now as well i mean that you've got of course all the social and mm -hmm. there's uh even in web you might they may create you know kind of a landing page just mm -hmm. to uh you know use some small clip there that's tailored for that so what have you seen for length this is the i think the funniest thing about video today we had a client the other day say hey i see we want to shoot this video and it's all just moving text and crap but He's like, yeah, I could see it being like five minutes. And our first oh thought was God. like, five minutes? Holy shit. That's like a, <laughs> well, that's like a, that's like a Netflix right. movie. Right. Well, that's a, that's a typical client, uh, you know, especially when someone hasn't done that much video. They'll come in, they'll say, 
Yeah, we want to, we don't want it to be very long, so we're thinking like twenty minutes. <laughs> and you're like twenty minutes, you know. And so wow. there's well, always we should, how we should often phrase this that this is we're talking about corporate, the corporate world mm. for and that's the most why part. Yeah. yeah, I pose the question: How often are we talking to a marketing person for one of these brands who understands where a twenty-minute or a, even a five-minute video fits in the marketing funnel? But somebody who's much more further down your funnel they're much more invested they're in a you know an investigation type phase and well that's or, you know they're trying to yeah. learn more about you now and you know so unless they understand how they're going to use that video true 20 you know, minutes i don't know uh, where that's that fits long, in the funnel not yeah. even that one right i agree yeah. i mean 20 is way too but long. no that i mean the point is and this this i've been trying to socialize and educate within our company this for a while the, the whole notion of like you know we're thinking about doing a video we're thinking about doing something that's three to five minutes long we're not quite sure what it's going to be yet yeah and it's like, then how the hell do you know what the length is going right. to be on yeah. this thing? yeah that's you know and really and and also socializing for the longest time and, and i guess i propagated this to some degree the 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 idea of a 90 second the 90 second video yeah. right mm -hmm. that was all the rage like four or five years ago the 90 second video that was the sweet spot for videos and i hate that and we're going it should be what now. it should be we're going shorter now because instagram becomes a very big place that people want to have a presence and people engage a lot there it's kind of you know slowly creeping up over facebook for a lot of things for now but Link it's well, a moving target it'll change it'll change yeah. right linkedin is yep, big on b2b b. yep mm -hmm. linkedin's mm -hmm. big for b2b um, and on something like Instagram, you know, where a lot of brands who have a B2C play, they're playing there. 60 seconds if you're going to post in the main thing. So it shortens it even more, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I think most there's people don't understand the shorter it is, the better quality it has to be. It has to catch and, you and right the, off and the, the bat. Yeah. Tighter the edit has to be. Yeah, you, your script's got to be tight for those short things. You can't yeah. get into a lot, just a lot of B-roll crap, right? You got to cut to the chase. Yeah, you got to get right on there. Yeah, we target. We we did something with LinkedIn recently where we're thinking about, you know, how are people consuming this, right? They're they're scrolling past things. They see a bunch of stuff. We've got to let them know exactly what is what this video is about if we expect them to stop. That's right. Somebody's got to have their shirt off. In the first <laughs> frame, right? So the first frame we put like, you know, something we did on CBD and hemp. So like at the very top is. Hemp and CBD, you know, what does your company need to know about labeling? Or something like that, right? But that's the very first frame, so they know if right away. If you shot that video, I could already use it for one of our clients. Oh, great. Hey, we'll have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we do all sorts of stuff, yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, uh, well, but they've you have been to doing think that for about broadcast forever, 15 yes. to 30 second, 60 second spots. Mm -hmm. But look at what the budgets are for broadcasting, what they've been over oh, the years. So much now bigger than compare it to this Instagram world and it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and you guys um, mentioned YouTube and vloggers and stuff like that and the quality aspect. Yeah. Anybody who can hold a camera in front of their face. Oh, dude, the is camera's making, being built is for making it. content and that's what people yeah. are looking for because we're in a mm -hmm. binge watching age, right? Oh, yeah. So people just want more and more and more. And Matt, you've said this before, content creators who can deliver content consistently <coughs> are going to have a big spot in yeah it's all that's going to matter it's not going to be about skill or technology it's just because all the technology <laughs> the skill is going to be built into the technology mm -hmm. last night mm -hmm. i was at my kids um, don't expect is well production value either it well at the same time but but i mean there's a lot of like really high-end production value where you wouldn't expect it on youtube mm -hmm. true it, it can be can yeah. be not always it's not always there but but definitely can be i thought it was crazy last night i was at my my kids my my last time I'll ever go to an elementary school, at least for my kids, uh, 
uh, Christmas performance. And I, cheers, cheers to that. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I celebrated that day. Okay, I have to throw this out. Matt and I are on the opposite ends of things because I had my first yeah. kids Christmas presentation and I was all crying in front of those other parents. I was oh, so yeah. proud. He's three oh. years old, singing every word. I mean, you're more so sensitive than we are. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. I'm the, I'm if like, you're the wise sage, I'm nice? the sap of the group. So. But I was yeah, surprised, so I was sitting pretty far back in the auditorium, and there was this, this guy kind of down in front of me, shooting video with his phone, of course vertically, <laughs> and, Never look at and it. pinched and zoomed in, and normally you see that, and man, it's, it's shaky video, you're like, this is not usable. That footage was rock friggin' solid. Wow. Like, what was he shooting it, on? I, don't, I think with my Ronin, I could barely shoot that stable of footage. I don't know. It wasn't an iPhone, because the lady over here, I'd noticed, she had an iPhone. This dude had something else, you know? He's got and I was like, holy crap, rock solid <laughs> wow. footage. So wow. anyhow, my point is, is like, you know, the technology is going to be, it's just going to be table stakes. But you got to admit that you see people that they can have the best equipment, but man, if they don't have all of that whole composition down mm -hmm. and all that crap, absolutely, it's the same models in the center kind of just trashy video. Yeah, man. but the camera that's shooting us right now is yeah. switching live between shots. It just switched to me talking. Yeah, that's so crazy. AI is going to replace a lot oh, of that. Totally. It's going to come to storytelling. Mm -hmm, that probably mm -hmm. won't ever be replaced, yeah. or maybe it will. Because you were the one telling one time about, uh, wasn't it you that, that told the story about the, the company that does the AI uh, video editing or something? Didn't we talk about that on this podcast at um, one point? Maybe. I don't remember specifically who GoPro that is trying to do that in their apps. But yeah. we know that uh, even Adobe has things that'll cut something together for you. Yeah, you know, so it'll never replace good storytelling. You were telling me, Chris, about the song. <laughs> of course not. Things, what you know, you, the what? The thing where it can like <laughs> extend or shorten a song automatically oh, yeah, depending on the in length. audition, yeah. yeah That's an audition, audition, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff is... Yeah, yeah AI so, so fast forward a bunch of years and... We'll but see. AI will never be able to sit in a room to the bonfire effect. Cheers to that. We'll never be able to sit around a fire and... Maybe. Well, Elon maybe. Musk would disagree. But sit around a fire and have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with a client, jive with them, and then mm -hmm. be able to produce an experience while you make that content, totally. too. Oh, That's for sure. part of it, I think. It's got to be that, like you were saying, that... That storyteller, that the individual that's behind it, you know, that that's what makes the show. I think yeah. all the technology in the background, as you're saying here, constantly changes, right? And that's yeah. going to the cinematographer and all that crap could be AI type thing, but still the person at the end of the camera that entertains the whole thing and brings it all together, right? Yeah, and absolutely. the editor. Absolutely. Somebody's got to cut that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the the point of all the gear that you guys brought over is just to create a better image. Yep. It doesn't help you tell a better story necessarily. Yeah. Make it easier for yeah. sure. You just get sure. a better image. Yeah. So do you do you have um, photographers or videographers on your staff, or do you always hire that? Yeah, I want to hire that. We keep that. So the other part of Bonfire that we built from the old agency I came from, we had that all in house, right? I hired. We had a videographer, photographer on staff, and then you know just we kept just adding people to the whole group right bonfire effect we're building it so that we have a core of experts and then we work with other experts outside that we contract with people like randy mm -hmm. that we bring in to do video and photography so really high-end yeah amazing you're, you're guys. only really high-end people <laughs> Yeah. That either owe you money or you've known yeah. for years. <laughs> 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 we'll we'll, we'll, the we'll work for that rate. Blackmail. <laughs> right. Shit right. Yeah, I got a couple bucks. Um, <laughs> so we try to, you know, bring in that because shit. After 32 years, it's like we know a lot of people mm -hmm. in town. So we just bring in experts at this, like SEO, video, all photography. I don't want to have that in house. 
Now there's lots of times that we have to shoot stuff, you know, whether just like today I shot something on my phone, but still, <laughs> just some crap. Yeah. Um, not not video, mind you, just some stills. But well, in fact, just a little while ago, I had to fly. Well, last year we flew to uh, Michigan, freaking um, Chicago, not Michigan, then wherever the hell Chicago is, <laughs> the Midwest. Flew to the Midwest. Yeah. I call it the East Coast. Anything east of here is the coast. <laughs> So we flew out there and I freaking shot the video, which is a joke. Um, not that I haven't done that before, but Randy's totally set me up. He's like, set your camera on this, do this, here's the light. <laughs> he had me all totally dialed in, so I just set it up. We just did these little interviews and it actually looked pretty good. Andy, or Randy actually edited the whole damn thing. Yeah. He spruced it up, but yeah. I did shoot it, which is embarrassing, but still it turned out somewhat all right. Sure, Randy was cussing me most of the time. You do what you have to do. That's yeah, right. made to it work. Make the client happy. Yeah, mm -hmm. and move and on to the next. Learn. Because what did you say earlier? You're probably gonna forget it and not right. remember it in not that long of a time. Yeah, yeah. So, how was the experience? What you're doing? The experience is good. Did it you have fun. some good Chicago pizza? We that did. The, the best part is this is for a salon, the, the largest salon in uh, uh, in the country. They do franchise all over the country, so there's like ten thousand uh, stylists at belonged to this salon so we went out there and uh we were like there were only like maybe uh, there were probably a thousand people there maybe six of them didn't have hair and uh <laughs> i was by far the oldest baldest person <laughs> in the entire room doing the interviews which is really funny because all the rest are like you know 18 colors of hair women yeah. out there so you think collectively they would have the budget to hire Crew yeah, you right? would, one would assume. Right. If you spent, one guy told us that coloring, just his average, uh, one of the stylists, right, this yeah. dude in Chicago, $750 to have your hair colored. Wow. I'm like, how many of those you do a day? And he's like, ah, two a day is about all I can do. And I'm like, that's all you need to do. Right? I'm like, Damn. wait a minute, I'm shooting your video. <laughs> color? He doesn't do it. Just color. charge that much for yeah. color. But it shows you that anyway, our, anyway. our world and industry and mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. and yeah. 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 I guess. That guy's probably booked up. Say. Oh, shit, yeah. Five, ten months in advance. Yep. I gotta get on his calendar. Yeah. You should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can stand a little color. What color would you go? <laughs> uh, Yellow. Yeah, I'd Pink. probably go like a Magenta. dark. Magenta. Very dark brown. I mean, with some purple. A little yeah. bit of purple. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. I, like that. I think you, you should do the yeah. combo like CMYK. Yeah. Like CMYK. <laughs> <laughs> it's RGB. It's not CMYK. It's RGB. Yeah. He's got empty bars on his head. I don't remember Inside my head. No, it's not. <laughs> What's that? I, I say CMYK, and I shouldn't say the kids, but everybody else, at the, <laughs> the younger people are like, what is that? What's a rosette? I don't even know what that is. Right? You're yeah. like, print, baby. Print <laughs> oh, well. That's a good thing. So, hey, that, that's a good question. Yeah. Is print going to continually die or nah. not? Just get cheaper. Just get cheaper. With digital print now, it's like, shit, you can print so much stuff for so inexpensive. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. Print it. Just print. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm so impressed with Shelley's letterpress stuff. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah, the, the old, old retro school. stuff. Man, yeah, if so you're gonna good. get married, you know, you go to get a, <laughs> go spend the thousands of dollars with this princess era that's going on today. Yeah. You know, you go spend thousands of dollars on some invites Crazy. that are letterpress. They look great. Five grand on a wedding video. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is that what a wedding video goes for these days? Yeah, five hopefully grand? if you want to. But five grand? No, I'm not doing that. I'd expect shit to damn photography is like seven thousand bucks for yeah, a no. wedding. Yeah, the the yeah the money Gosh. in that industry is crazy, but I'd still rather I think I mow mow lawns than 
I don't think it would be so bad. I went. I was at a wedding like two films. years ago, and they hired a photographer, and he only used film. He wouldn't shoot oh, on the whoa, old Spielberg. Yeah, what'd you get? So called those Possibly. old medium format. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's oh, wow. what he shot on. I'm just like, Rolly Flex. Yeah. guy, crazy. That, that sounds that, like that, a true that, artist. Yeah, uh-huh. it doesn't he make did much have sense because on, that talking made about you know, sucked. <laughs> going to hot sweats, whether whether or not. Stuff's turning out. I know, but he yeah. shot all this crap, and I'm sure it was expensive as hell. I'm like, dude, I could have shot that and photoshopped the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have taken me four months, but still. Oh, That's why they invented Photoshop, damn it. Add some actions on there. So now yeah. you've you got your own shop. You've, oh, yeah. you've worked all, toiled all these years for, for yep. others. Yep. Yeah, down in the bottom of the mine, yeah. So how is it? Because, I mean, now you're dealing with crap you never had to deal with. Yeah, is it the Holy Land? What's that? Is it the Holy Land? Is it the Holy Land? It is nice, although I still find myself in the bottom of the mine shaft, uh, down where the canary is, chipping down there on that vein of coal. But hopefully, hence hiring some creative, and I want to hire like an art director, creative director, so I can quit doing that. Right? I've been doing that forever, I feel like 25 years or whatever. It's time to pass that on to some other thirsty, you know, passionate creative, if we can find them, to come on really kind of take our creative and build it up. Because I've always been a huge fan of creative, right? And I, that's always what I push for. Yeah. Let's do something better and bigger and nicer, that kind of stuff, and right? And different and new and yeah, fresh. Yeah, you know? So, but I'm, honestly, I'm getting tired of it. I'd almost, <laughs> I would almost rather do the production side of it, which is, I've been building this booth for like the last three days. Um, but I'm tired of that too. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> so what do you, what you do get you all do? the right people in place, so you go on vacation. Well, you know, like they say, quit. Everybody tells me I'm in a, like three business groups, and they always tell me quit working in the business and start, start working, working on, on the business. business. You know yeah, that yeah. kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> good advice. Which, which is true. Yeah. But I mean, so th- where do you? How do you guys get your clients? How do we like, get our clients? Yeah. Uh, most of them are all relationships, just people that I've known forever. Um, all of them pretty much i mean everybody wants to hang out at the fire yeah they do they like the bonfire side of things which is great so like one of our clients um brother mobile solutions they can't i worked for one of the guys we did a little project together then he moved over there and he called me and we went in started working you know after four years now they're one of our biggest clients and it's just like you know just that whole working with people they like us we love them you know that kind of stuff so yeah kind of building those up, just taking some time. Uh, still doing work for HP, they're probably the first project, first client I ever worked on back in 89. Still working with them today, I was just down in Houston meeting wow. with those guys. And so it's awesome, I, I like those guys. But it's you had great. some other wins, like people that got turned on to you out of the blue <coughs> and going and winning bids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you've never, no. you've never heard of yet. Yeah, a lot right? of that too. Yeah, yeah, some of those too. Uh, so most of, most of our clients either come from referral and then uh you know typical digital crap you know the seo and shit like that they hear about us we had one client that funny they were they were big into inspirato which i used to do a lot of work for which is like uh uh you know high-end rentals that you fly all over the world and you can see in these private mm. places and it's super awesome spent some time in mexico in one of them which is awesome shooting some video in fact <clears throat> down on the golf course and the beach club and all that crap. But anyway, so they wanted that high-end, super high-end brand. So they were investigating Inspirato and they Googled it and we had done work for Inspirato, of course. So <laughs> they found this simple little project and they called us out of the blue. They're down in South uh, South America. And they're like, hey, why don't you do some work with you guys? Because we did this one little teeny thing 
that we have on our site for Inspirato. So you, know, yeah. you never know. Yeah. It's like get your SEO in place and mm -hmm. get that whole digital footprint working for you. And mm -hmm. you know, so people just got to be able to find you. So if you started working on the business, what would be your uh, the thing you would start working on? Uh, first Good and question. foremost, uh, the whole business group thing. I'm a big fan of that because um, you get to just hang out with people that are successful. Uh, in this town, we got a lot of them here too. Entrepreneurs that have done phenomenal jobs, just building companies. And in my one of my business groups, <clears throat> we have people that are in the restaurant business, or in the one guy's in the he builds like trade show displays and stuff like that. And another guy's retired, which is ridiculous considering he's only like 49 years old. But wow. still, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of those people in there, so it's awesome to get in that group and just say, "Hey, this is where we stand." And you know, you open your books up to them and everything. Oh wow! Just like here's where we stand. Where's what's going on? And they're always like, try this, do this, do this, you know? So it, it's nice to have the one, that big support. I think the first thing we're gonna do right out of the gate is uh, implement what's called EOS or uh, traction. It's just a way of doing business to where you run your meetings, your clients, your projects. It's just more organized processes, procedures, that kind of stuff, you know? Make it simple for people to get, our, all of our employees to get in there and do work. Mm -hmm. You know, know what you're supposed to do, set some expectations, you know, so that it's easy for them to be successful mm -hmm. as an individual, so. So you mentioned you're trying to find a, a creative director or somebody to kind of yep. lead that. Um, what would it take to catch your eye? What are you looking for? Um, be nice to have somebody with some hair Creative. <laughs> little younger <laughs> <laughs> little younger definitely but you know i think for one it's like have somebody step in and actually start running some creative they got to be personable right culture's like our biggest thing at bonfire yeah it's the whole point right <laughs> yeah you got to be able to meet in you know hang out with our group our clients be very personable you you can't be an ass those creative asses right um <laughs> So ego, ego, yeah, no, ego's no good. No beret wearing. Yeah, none of that. Yeah, no turtlenecks. Mandatory. <laughs> They're not straight. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of that. But uh, just I watched the '80s commercials today, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So somebody that's super personal, number one, but then also can lead some of our younger creatives that are very hungry. Mm -hmm. You know, just help guide those individuals and kind of push it a little bit more. But then also somebody that can just take and and do just create right so you're like hey here's my problem what could what could we do and they're just on the spot brainstorming you know i love that kind of stuff the other thing is just you go hey here's my here's this project here's this client whatever it is hand it to them and they disappear for whatever that time frame is and they come back and, you're and like, they get it done Shit, yes this is beautiful yeah it, that's a rarity man i've only worked with a few people that are at that level of creative like no matter what you give them they, it kicks ass yeah so trying to find that savant kind of level right yeah <laughs> the buck owens of uh graphic design kind of feel. yeah buck owens well, well said <laughs> you know if you if you can play the guitar or any other instrument roy clark buck owens kind of mentality right? yeah 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 that's cool yeah i i could see that being very as having hired a lot of creatives it's very challenging. Oof, painful. It's extremely challenging. It's a unique field where everybody thinks they're creative. Yeah. And they're not. So. Yeah. And in, in various disciplines and markets, right? Not yeah. just yeah. specializing in one little niche. Yeah. Yeah. They may be crafty, but they're not creative. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, the thing that I find or, or that I'm constantly frustrated with with hiring people is that um, there's a lot of followers. And I think what makes a good creative is somebody who says, I want to put my mark on whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I have an mm -hmm. idea. I have a vision. And mm -hmm. so many creatives are like, you know, show me what to do. Tell me what you want. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you mm -hmm. want it and I'll do it. And, and that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm always shocked when I sit down and I interview people that most of them are just, they're followers. Mm -hmm. They're followers. So, I agree. Yeah, it's tough to find that person that's willing to step out there. And not only that, but step out and do something that hits the audience, not just creative for creative sake. Never been a yeah. big fan of that, right? Oh, the, but this looks cool. It doesn't That's matter. decoration. Yeah, That's not you're creative. selling to yep. 65 year old men. Yeah. You, know, you <laughs> can't have all that crazy shit going on, you know? And, yeah. and, and the type this big. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even myself, you got to have at least 14 point type, which in the old days is like nothing above 12 point. If you did 12 point type, you're a, you were a hack. Right. Nobody did 12 point type ever and got hired. So one so of the funny. things, I'm curious how your agency tackles this, because one of the big things whenever I hire agencies or freelancers that I always feel like is going to happen is that I'm going to get mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Because most time, freelancers, agencies, or whatever, they want to keep getting hired. They don't want to take risks, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that's not how you guys operate. So how do no. you take risks and push things and then continue to get rehired with your clients? For the most part, I mean, reason we have the clients we do because we do take risks, right? But we always mm -hmm. go left to right. So we do like, ah, right, here's the brand, 100% safe route right here. Then we'll do two other steps, mm -hmm. usually beyond that a little bit, right? Push it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, probably 80% of the time the client's like, oh, we love that. <laughs> but we we're gonna go to go down here. <laughs> and that's, that's all good, right? For sure, yeah. <laughs> Six months from now, we'll, and, we really focus on brand, right? I'm a huge supporter of brand because without it, you really start to deteriorate. But mm -hmm. it's like, once we understand your brand and we've put together kind of a brand migration, if you will, it's like, mm -hmm. hey, we can get here in six months, a year, whatever that is, and then we can implement this side of things. Depending on who the company is and what their brand's like, right? That's not like a huge enterprise level if they have like a very solid brand, which a couple of our clients do. Yeah. But we make sure we work directly with their brand, their brand team, which all over the world, Making sure that we're hitting that and supporting that brand as much as we can, but still coming right up to the ceiling of it. Yeah. So, do you find most of the time when you're working with clients that their brand is on point, or you're working around <laughs> poorly designed brand systems? And <clears throat> yeah, it depends. You know, smaller clients, I feel anyway, small and mid-size, they usually avoid brand because it's just a bunch of um, either project managers or product managers just trying to make shit happen. Mm -hmm. right? The sales team's out there, they're, they're throwing a bunch of freaking PowerPoints together the night before a presentation. <laughs> yeah. You know, brand's out the window. I mean, every, yeah. anytime PowerPoint's involved, brand goes to shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> doesn't matter what you do, PowerPoint ruins everything. Um, but the main thing is with the brand, it's like, man, if you don't have a brand team, you're not large enough company to have a brand team that dictates what happens. Yeah. People do whatever they want down here, man. Uh -huh. You start with a cookie recipe, it could be chocolate chip, it's gonna end up some freaking <laughs> peanut butter oatmeal crap over here. <laughs> because everybody just makes shit you happen. Like peanut butter right? I hate those. <laughs> yeah. Are we still talking about cookies? Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. That's everybody awesome. hates them, but I mean, 
it's a it's an evil almost that has to happen. Oh, for sure. For maintain that brand consistency, man, you have to have brand police in there telling people. Oh yeah, them. I would not want to be a brand person oh. at a corporation. That's a so when you go in difficult to job. On, say one of your clients, and they're all over the place and with with their brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that something that you guys just go, ah, this isn't going to be a good fit for us? Or do you guys go, let me help you with that? <clears throat> Depends on the people. Yeah. Right? If we go in there, and one of the best things that we do, and Ben is fantastic at this. He's phenomenal. One, one of the guys, Ben Aker, that works for us uh, or with us. He's great. So when we go in and pitch to a client, it's us, them pitching to us too, right? So we get in there and we're like, if both of us walk out and like, we can't work with people, we flat out tell them, it's like, we're here to interview you too because if we can't, yeah mm -hmm. get along then you know you're not going to let us do the best possible work we can do yeah. you're going to be in there dictating what gets done and you hate orange or whatever the hell it is some stupid thing the work's going to stink i mean or the success of it's going to be hindered because of that relationship so yeah. we don't even want to pursue it because at the end of the day they'll screw it up and then blame us for it mm -hmm. so it's like yeah we don't want to get into that is that tough to do sometimes as a business owner? I mean, you have to make payroll, you have oh, a yeah. bunch of bills to pay, and to walk away from a client is a scary thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is, but you got to do it. Man, yeah. life's short. Yeah. You know, work with a company. Uh, you know, and we've done that in the past. You know, we, yeah. In fact, we fired one of our largest clients about three years ago just because of that exact yeah. thing. You know? D totally disrespectful. Totally. They set unrealistic expectations, and then we would surpassed those expectations and they still bitched and moaned about it and it's like we we're on budget creative is excellent and we we're hitting huge numbers huge results on all this stuff wow they still complain we're like we just can't do this yeah so that's fantastic though i've got to think taking that approach makes your team stronger makes your work stronger makes i mean having the courage to do that that's that's makes, fantastic. Makes the day more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, regardless of how much money you're making with a client, if it sucks and nobody wants to work on it, then don't do it. Yeah. I mean, plenty of work out there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Same philosophy goes with <clears throat> if you have a long-term client that um, your new key point person within that company, a new person comes along and you just don't. Mm-hmm. Collect. Shop doesn't, you don't click, don't yep, get along yep. with them, same philosophy. I mean, totally. could that? Usually what happens is you'll be working with a client, they'll hire a new, you know, whether it's a marketing coordinator, marketing director, whatever, right. and they right. got their favorites. Yeah. So they'll go to another agency and we're 100% all right with that. You know, sure, it will hurt. <laughs> it will hurt at some point in time. But at the bottom, end of the day, I want to make sure it's like, hey, what do we need to do on our side to support this transition? Yep. You, know, you own everything we create. Let us know who the new agency is. We'll set up a Dropbox transfer. We'll anything and everything. And then they often need. that'll come full circle. Always. It'll come. come no back. need to be an ass, right? Yep. You're not gonna, you know. Work hard, be nice to people. That's right. Mm -hmm. Always, always, hundred percent. Well said. Life long. Cheers. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's a testament to you working, you know, with HP for since 1989. Yeah. Because you've probably been through 1,400. Marketing <laughs> directors and rebrands and yeah. you know none of the same people I'm sure no no you know yeah. and yeah. yeah absolutely yeah and they're, they're funny to work with but awesome company you know and they do a great job but, and I say company I work with the same people you know yeah so good friends of mine in fact I was just down in Austin seen a good friend of mine with HP and yeah flew down to Houston and then went up to Austin hung out for the weekend and nice you know just lived it up down there rainy street and 
all that kind of good stuff. So it's fun. Yeah, Austin's fun for sure. Good town. For sure. So if you're out taking uh, photographs for personal, you take your iPhone? No, always. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a. One thing about me, I don't. <laughs> in this business, I, oh, I only do this. Outside of work, I don't. There's no art involved. Yeah. I don't want to shoot photos for arty. I don't paint crap. I don't draw anything. None of that kind of crap on the side, right? That's interesting. So one of the things that I've always advocated with, uh, with people on my team and, and actually like asked as part of an inter- interview question is like, you know, what do you do outside of, outside of your day job creatively? Because when you work, especially inside of a corporation, but in any business, you know, some of the work that you're going to have to do is going to suck, you know, and how do you get through it? I mean, a paycheck only carries you so far. And I've always felt like that, that, that creative outlet outside gives you like, I get to call the shots. This is my project. I get to call the shots. So it's interesting to hear from you that you don't. I, I have to say, knowing Travis for a long time, I see his creativity come out in other ways, doing construction, um, designing office furniture to you know, things along those okay. lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would when you I agree with that? Sure. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of the furniture in the like, in I've our never office. designed office furniture, Randy. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Actually, yes. I designed and built all the stuff in our office. It was an Ikea table, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I put it together. But that, right. that takes a lot of skill. So I do some of that, but I don't go seek it. Like I'm not okay. going to go out there. I'm going to build some motorcycles and stuff like that for fun. Yeah. But... That's it. I'm not going out shooting photos or drawing crap. All right, so, so here's a question. You have a Saturday afternoon, do whatever you want. Yeah. What are you going to go do? Ride my bike. Yep. All right. Mountain biking. Right? Bicycle, yeah. Gravel Get bike. Get out, unplug, right? <clears throat> yeah. Are you liking that more than riding motorcycles now? Anything with two wheels. Cool. Yeah, so if fossil fuel or not. Um, I've all, both my motorcycles are torn apart at the minute, <laughs> at this very moment, uh, kind of redesigning a building, getting, you know... One's almost done. I just need to rebuild the engine on it, and the other one is in pieces. This old BMW I'm rebuilding, so it's kind of frame has been welded up, and I'm just kind of making it up as I go, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, so none of those run. But all my bikes, my pedal bikes work great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's your project coming, Matt? Which one? You know, that's what I was throwing the eyes at you for. Which one? Oh, my Volkswagen. Yeah, that one's that <laughs> one's still lingering. I'm still afraid to jump off the cliff and did, I've got a 1970 factor into your well it threw me off it yes. definitely threw me for a loop I've got a 1971 Super Beetle that I've had since I was 14 years mm-hmm. old and I, I'd love to restore it and 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 use it I don't want it to sit in the garage and be a princess I want to get out I would drive it every day if I had it and and but I'm not like I mean I'm not an idiot mechanically but I'm also not that guy that's like yeah I can weld shit you know <laughs> you know yeah, not but I know guys but but well and that's the thing so I'm myself. you know my <laughs> biggest fear shit. is tearing into that project and, and okay. ending up with a garage with a Volkswagen totally. 14,000 pieces and me going <clears throat> so not into no this people who can do that kind of crap I'm same way with my motorcycle right yeah. I mean I know what I want, but I take my frame over because I weld like shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a guy weld. I design kind of how I want my frame, you know, mm-hmm. and then he welds it up. And then I kind of piece it together how I want it, have people paint it, that kind of crap, right? Yeah. So I do the same. I don't tear into the engine. Those days are over. I mean, yeah. I spent most of my high school <laughs> rebuilding engines and shit like that. Yeah. I was going to be a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that didn't work out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think my question got answered though about like oh. what you do, um, 
you know, to fuel that kind of that outside of work passion, something that you can own, you know, it's just that, you know, mm -hmm. and you might not see that as, as creative necessarily, yeah, but true. I suppose it probably is to some degree. It's kind of fun, you know, those, yeah. not, not in the winter, I'm not, a, I don't like the winter very much though. <laughs> in the summer, it's great. I love going out in the garage and just dicking around in the garage, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I would yeah. love to own a garage. It's like, in fact, I told my wife, it's like, next house we build or buy or whatever, I want like a 6,000 square foot garage <laughs> and a 2,000 square foot house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's and I'm shares. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, you, you own the house, I'll keep the garage, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and speaking of wives, how is it being in business with your significant other? Oh, it's awesome. It's that's, great. I mean, that's so pretty see, cool. You know, wake up together, go to work together, come <laughs> home together. Yeah, you think we drive together, but we don't necessarily too often, um, just because our schedules are different. But it's perfect because Brenda's on the analytical side, so she handles all the financials and HR because she's she's sensitive and caring <laughs> and financial. I I possess none of those skills. Yes. <laughs> so it, it's a great division. She I totally respect what she does and how she does it, and mm -hmm. and we consult on that. And I just manage the creative and kind of team, mm -hmm. kind of how we approach our jobs, our clients, that kind of stuff. So it's a perfect, perfect yeah. uh, division, if you will, of, of tasks. And it's fantastic having her involved because, man, the whole financial side, that is, uh, that's a whole freaking crazy world over there. Yeah. And, you know, we, we all recognize what we're good at and what we're not good at, but regardless of where it's at on our financial side or on the creative side like i said we we go okay we're good at these things we're not good at these so i mean like we hired a, a, a consultant cfo he came in and helped to set up all of our dashboards and everything so we can see all that coming in yeah we have our accounts and our payroll we're not doing our own payroll in-house it's like there are people that are brilliant at that crap <laughs> yeah, Let them do it. Bring them yeah. in to do it. Yeah. Right? We could half-ass it if we wanted to. Just like a film crew, right? I could half-ass a video but or a photo shoot, but hopefully most of the time I don't have to do that. Yeah. Hire somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. Your son's working with you, too. Mm -hmm. He oh, is. How's he that? Is. That's got to be kind of cool it's as awesome, a dad. Yeah. Three of us. He is fantastic. He is, uh, I wish, what is he now, 20, he'll be 27 in a week here, a uh, week and a couple days. So it's like, I wish I was at his level when I was his age. Nice. Right? Because I, I didn't get out of college when I was 25. And then went into my first agency like the day before. I got hired the day before I graduated college. And I wish I had his skill set then, you know. But I was just hungry and easy. And of course, I would say it's a renaissance of, of this industry when I uh, graduated because we were using Macintosh and nobody was using Macintosh anywhere. Yeah. I was secretly using it at CSU because they, they were back ass. Because it was all old school oh, pre-computer. characters and that horse shit. Yeah. Like Ribolith, right? <laughs> I mean, Stupid. Rubbing <laughs> characters down. Yeah. Stupid as shit. So anyway, so we, I was doing my stuff at the engineering lab. So first agency I worked for, we were the only agency around Northern Colorado who were actually using computers. And uh, then soon everybody else started using it. But at that point in time, it's like, hey, can you shoot video? Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's shit. Let's try it. Whatever. Like, yeah. Crap. I didn't. I don't know. Let's do it. So I mean, that's how I got into directing photo shoots and videos and all that crap. Just willingness to get out and try. Yeah. Willingness to fail. What would you What would you tell a young creative who's who's in high school or or entering college or whatever? Um, what advice would you give them? Coming out in this industry. 
I, I would say just uh, one, be nice, right? People like nice people. <laughs> be friendly, be authentic, uh, be humble, and just be willing to try anything, right? Yeah. One of the definitions of creative, I think what sets creative people away from non-creatives is a willingness to fail. Uh-huh. You just lay it all out on the table and people go, that sucks. All right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, what sucks about it? Oh, this, this, this. All right, I'll fix that. You know, it's just yeah. a willingness and, and humility to go. Yeah, okay. I always try to trace it back, and I would tell them, it's like, don't do it for art for art's sake. Think about, oh, my audience is this. They're, you know, 24 to 36. They're male or female, whatever that persona is. But aim for that because you can't. Some of the best advice I ever got was, you can't argue with the truth. You come to your client and say, all right, your audience is this, and they like these four things. So this is what I did. It's those four things totally targeted at those audiences, got this. You know, it's like, how could you argue with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know? And you'll still get some clients that go, well, I still hate orange. Well, <laughs> your audience I don't care like what orange. you hate. Your right. audience loves the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I love it. So you focus on the facts. And build towards that, right? Don't get all egomaniac about, oh, but I love this stuff. So? You think uh, the uh, your role has uh, changed? It's kind of, so you've been creative. You were Even when you're working in Vision, other places, <coughs> you're yeah. very much involved in creative development. Yeah. Has um, that really changed now? Or do you pretty much still <laughs> use those tr- trusted uh, and, you know, uh, tried methodology that you always used? or Probably. Unfortunately, probably is more like it, right? Yeah. Um, I still, that's hence why I want to hire somebody because I am still the guy at the end of the day looking at it and go, oh, you should probably pick up that widow. Look at that. You need to wrap that text, do a soft return. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm doing that <laughs> that's crap. That's not creative. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, yeah, it's just the basic rudimentary process of making things look good. Yeah. Right? I'm doing too much of that. Yeah. Um, and, and the young team that I have, my son especially, he's great at conceptual stuff. He comes up with big things, and I'm like, all right, let's wrap this into his yeah. pretty little bow thing. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. right? So he's great at big ideas. Uh, Drew, the other designer there, um, he's fantastic. Very technical thinking, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of the more on the interactive side of things or web, digital, that kind of stuff. So it's a good mix, and it's a great team. And, um, and then the account team even. we. Uh, the account team does a lot of uh, almost art direction hmm. at our group. Which it's, is unusual for... It, it is. It is unusual. But it's super cool. It's nice because they know the audience. And, you know, they're more on the strategy audience side, especially Ben. He's fantastic at identifying. It's like, this is our audience. This is what they're doing. And here's the process. We need the awareness and all the way down through the funnel. So it's great for our creatives to hear that. Because you got to think that way with your creative and what you're designing. It's got a purpose. Back in the old days, it was like, oh, we'll do three direct mailers, and then they hopefully they call us. You know, <laughs> that was about the gist of it. Today, it's like, oh shit, they, you know, they see this, they click on that, they go to our landing page, they go to a squeeze page, but they don't engage. So then they get retargeted. So then we have this creative, and there's three options of that, and it rotates back through all this. Man, it's a freaking and the creatives and that custom yeah. journey, yeah. yeah and the creatives never get to <clears throat> to be that close with the account people. It seems mm-hmm. in, now, in other agencies or dead. agencies of old, bigger bigger agencies, they keep them separated, and we don't do that. We keep them kind of hand in hand. So we let the the account team get into the creative side of things, and we let the creatives as much as they can move into the account side of things too. So 
That's it's awesome. a good mix. I, every once in a while, you'd be like, nah, it's a shitty idea. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're not putting centered tech, you know, none of that. No centered bullets ever. So, <laughs> 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 Gotta have limits. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we know yours. <laughs> That's right. Center <laughs> bullets and no orange. Yeah. And no yeah lots of orange. That's, that's lots of orange. Yeah, so reason bonfire. bonfires are orange. That's right. <laughs> that's everything we have is orange. What's your favorite color? Orange. Cool. Orange. Okay. Everybody, everybody that's ever known me knows but that. Yeah. Yeah. I love orange too. Yeah. <laughs> my, sig my significant other hates it, so that's it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant color. Yeah. It, yeah. Colors. So what's the uh, what's your least favorite thing about your job? What's the thing that really sucks? <clears throat> Gosh. You go, Chris. What is that? I'm going to compare um, right to the meat. I'm going to think, yeah. What is that? I'm not a big fan of detail um, in terms of looking back. and. I, okay, so I love things organized, right? So when I go and if I'm building a PSD file, I like every little thing labeled and into its own little directory so I can go back in there. Because I know it's going to bite me in the ass if I don't do that, and I have to go back in that damn file like six months from now. Um, then telling my other designers to go, dude, I want to see this all laid out. I'm tired of doing that kind of crap. And they right? just continually don't do that. Ah, they don't do it. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but it's like your kids, right? You're like, yeah. can you pick up your room? Can you right? hang up yeah. your clothes? Can you fold your shirt? <laughs> yeah. You know, any of that kind of crap? Nope. That's pretty small potatoes, you know. It is. It, it, it does on. get irritating. Or yeah. when people put dishes in the sink at work, that irritates me. But other than <laughs> Chris is digging. Uh, the shit I don't want to do? I don't know. Um, build business cards, maybe? I don't like doing that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do people still use business cards? I, yeah, that's what I was the other I days. Did, I did see a cool, for cool shit we've seen. Yeah. Bring this up right, nope. right now. I'm, I'm changing. That's usually a part of our podcast. Oh, the cool shit you saw? What's the yeah. coolest yes. shit you've What's seen? The coolest, yeah. seen. coolest thing I saw on Instagram is this plastic card and it says, never print business cards again. Yeah. And someone's holding out their phone, and they stick the plastic card up to it, and it just drops in the contact. All the info. Like, that's how it should Website, be. I don't know. Why are we name, not there yet? Email. Mm. So, mm. you're, I mean, because usually when you hand a business card, it's an in-person transaction anyway. It it's is. no different to just be like, beep, now you got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's why is that not a what thing? What phone yet? is that? And then you can continue your I, conversation. I phone is the thing. I don't know. But there's what, so much, like, security. I didn't security it, but I saw the video, and it was really Yeah. Cool. What are the, like, uh, if it was real. get this wrong. QR codes, right? Yeah. They just came out too early. Yeah. yeah. Way too early. What did? Uh -huh. I missed that. QR codes. Yeah. Oh. You just needed a, yeah. a special I agree. I love, I love QR codes on vehicles. Do people not understand how it works? Yeah. No. Like you don't want people. While you're driving? <laughs> you know? no. Now over in Europe, they're everywhere, right? You just pop up. Well, now with our cameras on our phones, they actually work. They read it, yeah. they understand. But when they yeah. launched it, yeah. the cameras didn't work because Apple or whoever it was didn't allow that to happen with the camera. So it totally pre-launched and failed poorly yeah so we all got burnt out on that crap and now you see them you're like ah it's so shitty yeah <laughs> but they work good they do it's kind of like the vr at uh, adobe last year uh-huh exactly it just, like, it, if it saw the code it enacted with it and made it 3d or whatever the hell yeah there's so much potential you know it just got to let the audience catch up to it. I remember way back we were in california for the freaking macromedia conference oh, back wow. in the bc and uh I remember when they introduced Flash, and we were all like, what? It was like this eyeball <laughs> that blinked. <laughs> that was it. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. This is so incredible. Let's go make some CD-ROMs. <laughs> <laughs> Interactive. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that was pre-web, I think, even. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Where Al Gore invented that in 94. Or yeah, I think Guinness came along and did that. 
because otherwise we'd still be using Mac or Media Director, mm -hmm. and Flash, and making CDs. Yeah. Yeah. So when you hire, um, well, I guess maybe to piggyback on Chris's question a little bit, um, when you're working with um, people who make videos or take photographs, um, what do you look for? Like if you're hiring one of those people, I, I know you say you that you, you hire a lot of people that you've worked with in the past, but mm. what do you what do you kind of look for in those? And then two, like what what's the biggest thing that you get frustrated about? What's the thing that those people could do better? working with your agency? I would say today it's like, I don't want to go direct anymore. Photos or video, right? I would rather hire a video person that just, and or photography, that just creates the whole storyline, right? I'll hand yeah. you a script and we can chat about the script a little bit. And then run with Kind of what I'm thinking here and there, but then I want them just to go out and wow me when it comes back. I, yeah. I don't want to go on set and go, hey, let's drop down here and shoot this and that, and, you know, kind of crap like that, which yeah. I used to do all the time. I don't want to do any of that anymore. You want them to just do it? I want them to come out and bring it back and go, shit, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Not me out there pointing and shoot this and that kind of junk. Yeah. Or to take it further, pass that down to your designers mm -hmm. and have them go out on a shoot in Art Direct when they could be True. back in the studio, <coughs> back in the shop, mm -hmm. producing and working on things. But I still think, I still want the, and you know this about me, I still want the photographer or the videographer to go, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Let's go right. and roll on this, let's do this, let's shoot it from down here. Right, I mean, right. They're the expert. Right. I, that's how I want them to be. I'm, I'm just there to go, yeah, I like that. That sounds cool, that sounds good. I'll throw a few things out here and there, but other than that. Do you find it hard to find people that are able or willing to do that yeah. or okay about almost impossible <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly i mean yeah. it's like there are a few little video people out there um maybe i've used them but you know they come in i look at their book and stuff and it's like yeah it looks kind of cool yeah um you know but i look for that you know how are they framing things up how are they editing this what's their transitions like how is this all integrating together is it attention, you know, what kind of attention span can I hold with this thing? Yeah. You know, regardless of the footage. I mean, if you fly over to some foreign country that's beautiful, like Switzerland, and shoot a bunch of awesome footage and edit together, shit, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Take, awesome. Take the boring, lame, yeah. uninspiring <laughs> stuff and make something no interesting Go shoot a data center and yeah. something beautiful together. Then, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Right? But that person that's like, yeah, I want to do this, and we want to pan on, you know, that kind of, that's what I'm looking for. How do you, um, how do you, so if you, if, you, if you hire someone to do that and they go out and do that, do you have a hard time separating your preconceived notions as a creative of what you think it should be and if they miss that, you know, I mean, because the mm -hmm. chances of them bringing something back, then it's like, oh my God, that's exactly what I thought, are pretty limited. Do you, f how have you developed the skills to see something and be like, that's not the way I would have done it, but it's still right? Mm -hmm. I think the big it works. Thing is, yeah, it works. I mean, the biggest thing yeah. for me is similar to what I said earlier about knowing your audience and the goals of this project. So I focus mm -hmm. on those goals. It's like, we need to introduce this product. We need to go through the price or the you know specialty, whatever the hell it is, right? Mm -hmm. I try to focus on those things. And when we're writing out the script, I always do an outline beforehand or have the writer do an outline. Mm -hmm. It's like, here are four key topics we uh -huh. need to hit in this thing. I try to focus on that. Yeah. And then when we go through the script, 
you know, it, it, they align with those those pillars, whatever they are. So when we hand that over to the videographer, it's like, that's all I want. <laughs> I want you to hit these things. So I just try to focus on that and then yeah. let them, try to let them have more freedom inside. Just tell this story however you want to tell it visually. Yeah. Okay. So that's the goal. That's cool. And that should be like what every, you know, creative wants. Wouldn't you find that, doesn't everybody in this room find that refreshing? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's we, the environment Because you, you don't hear that very often. No. Yeah. It's hard to find people that can pull it off. Well, yeah, because again, most of the people, at least that I talk to, they want to be told exactly what to do, and then they'll yeah. push the buttons. They're yeah. technicians. Or, 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 or be safe. Mm. And they're safe. Safe, yeah, there's the, the all safety of move. Things, so, yeah. yeah I would, it's really yeah. interesting. And, and I think, if we're all honest, we've all been guilty of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to be because you have clients whether that's an agency client for you guys or a client or client direct that yeah. comes out they just want to over direct everything right and tell you dictate everything that happens in that right. Day, right or they are they you know they've got these uh, standards that uh, are enormously ambitious yeah with the fact that they said I'll, I'll know it when I see it yeah 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 no you won't and and zero budget <laughs> yeah. or they want to have their fingerprint on it they're yeah instantly a uh, you know, fast experience of being a sure. director. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you can avoid for that their half stuff. hour video, uh, Instagram video. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see more of that. Or I'm starting to see a little bit of that. And, um, you know, I would love to just have somebody go, "Hey, I want to shoot these little vignette of this client, and I want to be about their brand. Here's the four topics. Just go shoot it. I have a budget of X, right? Yeah. And I have a timeline of this, right? Just go shoot it. Let's look at your do a rough storyboard. Whatever you're going to do." Bring it back. Let's look at it. Make some modifications. Go shoot it. Make it brilliant. That's awesome. I would love to have that kind of thing because, you know, some of our clients like they're going to be at these four events. Just go shoot those four events and cut me together something that's, you know, between thirty and sixty seconds that we can use in these four, you know, for this. It, especially if it's sixty seconds, how can I cut that into thirds and use it for social too? So. Yeah. Leave me back. Get oh, some we, of that. We, stuff. we forgot to tell our guests that there's. Donuts and uh, mm. chili. Yeah, donuts and chili. That goes perfectly with the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Warm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think we should uh, we should wrap this up. Um, I could probably spend all night picking Travis's brain about a lot of this stuff because um, I find I'm it very to me with a live mic eater donut. Very fa very fascinating. Um, how soon will you be ready to play the outro? I'm ready right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Swallow your donut. Well, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure to sit down with you guys and talk about our craft and uh, drink some bourbon. bourbon. For those of you brave enough to listen to this podcast, please make sure you've subscribed on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Share it with your friends and colleagues. And also, if you can, give us a little love on iTunes by rating and leaving feedback. We have two ratings now. It's pretty fucking exciting. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I mean, we went from one to two. That doubled the amount of ratings we had. So um, have been on there twice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and lastly, go out and make something. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about on the next episode. It's a new year. 2020. 2020. 2020, baby. 2020 is a Merry Christmas. That's right. Filmmakers and photographers drinking bourbon and talking shit.